In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy, who's just trying to run a small business, is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. There it is, Brad. Uh, the great, uh, late, I believe, David Lee Roth, uh, the greatest frontman ever for the band Van Halen, singing Just a Gigolo. And uh, Brad, I think it's safe to say that once we get into this episode, people will see exactly why you and I chose that song. I think that's 100% correct. It will become apparent soon. We call that a teaser in the radio business, so stay tuned and you will see why. I don't believe that... He's six feet under at this point, buddy, but I, I, I have not checked in the last few minutes. Well, Brad, he may be by the end of this episode. It could be, yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, Brad, we have a special uh, guest star, Kyle Gordy, perhaps related to Terry Bam Bam Gordy of the Fabulous Freebirds. He's going to come on. You'll remember we talked about him a few weeks ago uh, in the context of him being the most prolific sperm donor in the, uh, in the, in the world at this point. He goes house to house, door to door, donating his sperm, uh, either by uh, artificial means or au natural. And we're going to hear uh, Kyle's story and his call to action. And we'll do that a little bit later in the show. But first, uh, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf here. You can learn more about us on our website, ipfrequently.com. And you can follow us at IP underscore frequently. And of course, we are here to translate things that are going out in that vicious world for you, the small and mid-sized business owner. We're here to be your oracles. We're going to explain to you what Kyle Gordy does and why it's important later on in the show. But first, Brad, we're going to start by talking about the two big news items of the week uh, that every small business owner needs to, to know about. And everyone who works in any business needs to be ready with their notes from this call to talk about uh, when they get up to the, the, the bubbler, the water cooler, the coffee machine, um, hopefully it's not a Keurig that you pay by the month for um, when they get back to the office next week. Buddy, let's do it. As everyone knows, we mean business. That, my friend, is true. First, Brad, Roe v. Wade, the big uh, uh, law that uh, came out of the Supreme Court, really where the Supreme Court made law by saying that the right to abort is inherent in the Constitution, has now come under fire. Apparently, there is a leaked majority opinion from the Supreme Court written by Justice Samuel Alito, a Bush II appointee that appears to strike down Roe v. Wade. Um, it is actually, I've, I've read the opinion, it's uh, or the draft opinion. It is uh, spot on in terms of how it comes at the Roe v. Wade issue and how it comes at the, the follow-up cases, including Planned Parenthood, those issues. And it talks about how the right to abort is nowhere in the constitution. It talks about the fact that this should be left to the legislatures of the 50 uh, states to decide. Really, it seems like it's a well-written opinion. And this is really the first time that uh, a draft like this has leaked so early about a Supreme Court case. There have been instances where a decision, um, the, the fact of a decision will leak right before the uh, opinion is, is uh, issued. But in this case, you know, you're probably two or three months from seeing this opinion um, issued by the Supreme Court. It was written in February. It's an early draft. It seems to have been leaked by someone inside the court who's disgruntled at the result. Well, but I, I mean, let's start there, right? I mean, there's a lot going on here. And just set aside the topic, right? I mean, set, set aside the fact that it is abortion. That is clearly a hot button issue in this country. It is a hot button issue in other countries as well. But let's just set that aside for a minute and touch on some of the things that are going on here. As you just pointed out, you want to be able at the Supreme Court level, frankly, in any judicial level, but certainly at the Supreme Court level, you want to be able to circulate internal memos and have them discussed 
amongst the justices and their clerks, as is the way that these opinions get crafted. And you want that to be able to happen in a confidential manner. But I do agree, and I know you do as well, that whatever position you take on abortion, you do not want courts writing that law, right? That, that's not what courts are supposed to do. And it kills me that you've got, especially again, on the progressive side of the house, you got folks complaining about the behavior of judges when it doesn't suit their particular narrative, and then heralding the behavior of judges when it does. But it's a crapshoot. There's a reason we have a legislature. There's a reason that we're a republic of states. There's a reason that those states have legislatures. It's to allow the people to influence the way the society works. And when it comes to an issue that's as hot button as abortion, put that where it belongs in the states and in the people of those states' hands and let them vote. That's the way we are supposed to resolve hot button issues in a democracy, not by having nine people, no matter how exceptional they may be, decide what the law is. It runs contrary to the entire concept of our government. And again, depending on whose ox is scored, 50% of the people are happy, 50% are not. But regardless, that's not how it's supposed to work. It is supposed to be in the hands of the voters. And if you get outvoted, then sometimes that happens to you. But that is the people speaking. If you don't like democracy, there are dictatorships to which you can move. But my presumption is you won't like those either. Yep. No, that's absolutely right. I, I think th this is clearly a, a, a veiled effort to intimidate some of the members of the court. Obviously, you're not going to intimidate Thomas or uh, <clears throat> Alito or, or, or even Gorsuch. Or, I, I think this is aimed at Brett Kavanaugh. And um, it is uh, it, it's it's very it's troubling. And, and I, like, I think Alito, <clears throat> if this is and it looks like this is a, a, a legitimate draft majority opinion, does a great job of, of taking that apart and talking about how the court has no business of uh, discerning what uh, viability means and, and when it occurs and uh, all this crazy stuff that it was in Harry Blackman's opinion in 1973. So in terms of the merits, I think I think it's a great I think it's a great thing. And I think it's without even saying whether or not you agree with abortion rights or, or not. I mean, I've always had trouble with the issue and um, can see arguments made by both sides and, and uh, think that it, it's best served to be left to the states because that's the closest legislative body you've got to the to the people. Um, but the fact that what we're doing is we're now going down another um, rung towards the gutter, this time with the Supreme Court, I'm sure I, I would bet dollars to donuts you've got some progressive Supreme Court clerk who would get a hold of it. And there aren't many people that get these drafts. We've got a hold of this and decided to release it to some friendly, uh, friendly reporter. And then it's Johnny bar the doors on the attacks in the Supreme court. That's what I think is happening here. It'll be very interesting to see what happens when this opinion comes out and, and, and how it's uh, uh, presented by the court. And if it is overturning Roe and Casey um, that's monumental in terms of, constitutional jurisprudence. And it's a, it's a good thing. But it's also, I think, incumbent on the court, uh, Chief Justice Roberts, uh, to get to the bottom of who leaked this and punish them and make clear that this is not going to be allowed to allowed to stand because it's a dangerous precedent to set. And I, to, to set. And I, I would be feeling the same way if it were an opinion I don't like um, that was being released. I, I, I think at some point you've got to have some respect for the process and whoever leaked this has none. And what should happen if it's a clerk is they should be permanently disbarred, not allowed to practice law. And then they can just go on to MSNBC and make seven and a half million a year. Yeah, no, I, buddy, I could not agree with you more. I could not agree with you more on what should happen, what will happen, the danger to the judicial process, or the fact that the court seems to be rectifying a mistake that was made and then led to increasingly more activist courts. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. Now, Brad, something more serious. Uh, the second news item of the week everyone needs to know about. You and I obviously pay very close attention to the Met Gala. It is the uh, creme de la creme of New York. 
where all the celebrities get together, they dress to the nines and they raise a ton of money to put more art into the Metropolitan Museum that only they can see. And so uh, obviously, Brad, it is with that in mind that you and I rate the uh, uh, some of the great uh, uh, outfits, costumes, getups that people wore. I know you and I took a poll and we both loved the tarp that Hillary Clinton wore. I mean, obviously she looked gorgeous. She did look a little pickled, um, Brad, but she looked gorgeous. There was a woman in a hamburger costume and then Kim Kardashian, of course, the great entertainer of our age, uh, apparently under fire, Brad, for losing 16 pounds in a week on a tomato and water diet and a sauna suit uh, being applied twice a day so she could fit into the famous dress worn by Marilyn Monroe when she seduced JFK at his birthday back in 1962. Uh, so Brad, out of those, was there a favorite of yours? Are you upset that Kim Kardashian uh, basically dieted heavy um, to uh, fit into that dress? Do you like the tarp? Is there something else from the Met Gala that you uh, uh, that appealed to you? And, and where do you stand on all this uh, beautiful pageantry? But I don't understand why if Kim Kardashian is in trouble for losing 16 pounds to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress, Hillary Clinton is not in trouble for losing 25 to fit under that tarp. Where's the justice in that? Well, that's a good question. I I don't I think the difference is I don't think Hillary was trying to make a weight whatsoever. I think they just adjusted the size of the tarp. That's probably true. Other than that, I have very little comment. Is this the same shindig that what's her name wore the tax the rich or eat the rich or whatever yeah, it was dressed to last year? Is that was eat that a year rich. ago? That was a year ago. Yeah, we Man, were about that a year. Time ago. has flown. It, it is it really a shame that over the course of that year, you and I did not get an invitation. Can you imagine how much we would enjoy that? Oh, we would love it. I mean, first of all, you and I love New York City. Second of all, the gala, the pageantry, and we could rub elbows with the Kardashians, Hillary Clinton. I believe John Forbes Carey was there, Brad, Bill Gates. Uh, so, I mean, just a just a wonderful yeah, time. Just all the some. folks you'd want to spend your time with. Finally, this week, uh, a lot of people are asking us about our summer vacation plans, where we're taking the show and what they should do. You know, one of the things Brad and I do is encourage people to go to Disney World, Disneyland. I believe Brad was just at the Disney World uh, for a few weeks in the spring just to sort of unwind and relax. Uh, I was there a little while uh, earlier this year. Uh, but Brad, big news in uh, Disneyland in California. Apparently, uh, there's a problem in some of the hotels. Uh, two words, bed bugs. Oh, that's not yes. good. I don't care if you put little mouse ears on them or not. No one wants to see a bed bug. No, that's not a Pixar short either. This is legitimate bed bugs at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim. Uh, Disney has paid $100,000 to Dr. Ivy Eldridge, um, who claimed that she suffered a bunch of damage due to these bugs. And now I believe she is looking for a sperm donor, Brad. Well, that's probably true. I mean, if you survive a bed bug attack, especially one at Disneyland, then you are someone who, you know, needs to ensure their DNA continues down the line. And for that, you need a top quality sperm donor. And amazingly, we're going to have one for you here in our very next segment. This week, Brad, special guest star Kyle Gordy is here with us. He is known as the, quote, world's most popular sperm donor. So these are exciting times. These are exciting times. I mean, you and I have... I don't believe even had sperm donors in the top 10 on the show up until this point. And now we're springing right to number one. Kyle, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm uh, happy to make your uh, acquaintance and uh, tell my story. Well, we are excited to, to have you here. As you may know, our show um, is about translating some modern day events for the small business and mid-sized business owners across the uh the country and your story came up a few weeks ago in sort of a grab bag segment and people gravitated towards it and wanted to learn more about what you do. And, and so, you know, Brad and I have done some research along with our intrepid producer, Jared, and we've found that, and, and tell me if any of this is wrong, but according to press reports so far, you fathered 
46 children to date. You've got another nine on the way, at least as of the date of the uh, article, which was in the uh, New York Post. Um, you are known as the world's most popular sperm donor. I think you've never had an uh, unsatisfied client. You call them clients? Uh, yeah, or, or recipients. I mean, uh, really, whatever you have. I'm also it's uh, 47 now with another uh, 9 to 10 on the way. Well, that's awesome. So that brings you close to 60. And according to press reports, you use either artificial insemination or old-fashioned coitus to get the job done, and you charge nothing for your services. Uh, yes, that would be correct. Well, that's that's pretty amazing. So let's see, we'll just dive right in on the, the last point, because again, we, we're bottom line business guys, not charging anything for your services. How, how do you, do you have another day job or do they pay like a per diem or, or travel related expenses? Yeah, so uh, usually I try to get, you know, uh, some travel covered. Obviously, that's not always the case. If I can get the travel costs covered, I'm pretty happy. But, um, you know, obviously, if I go to Europe and it's like, you know, $3,000, $2,000, $3,000, you know, no one's going to give me two to $3,000. So I, you know, I, I hopefully I can get like a little bit reimbursed. I just got back from Europe. So when I went there, um, I didn't really, I think someone gave me like 50 bucks. Or something like that. It's like fifty-two bucks. It's like forty pounds when I went to Edinburgh, and then somebody uh, somebody paid for my hotel for one night, and that was about it. Yeah, that's yeah. but that's nice though. At least they're giving you they're giving you something. How, how do you find your recipients? Are they do they come to you? Do you have a website? Uh, yeah. Do you have a uh, uh, social media presence? How how do they come out and seek out your services? So I have my website bepregnantnow.com. I also have my um, Instagram, KyleGordy123. That's usually where most people contact me. And then I also have my, you know, other social media, you know, um, you know, my Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. Um, and then I also have a GoFundMe if people want to contribute to my, um, you know, travel cost. It's called The Price of Conception. Uh, I've only gotten $150 so far out of like 30000 but... Essentially, it's just to help with travel costs, uh, to lower the burden uh, on myself. So uh, if you want to, you know, if anyone wants to donate to the cause, you know, feel free to donate. It's called the Price of Conception on GoFundMe. Price of Conception on GoFundMe. And you're at $150 of a $30,000 goal? <laughs> yes. I don't think I'm ever going to hit the 30000 mark. Well, look, you have to start somewhere. What do, You must do something else for a living. Is that is that right? Yeah, I do some accounting work. That's that's good to know. We so we at our and Brad and I run a small business and we've been through Brad, what about 10 accountants over the past decade? Yeah, it's not easy, buddy. It's not easy finding a good accountant. So Kyle, would you rate yourself where would you rate yourself as an accountant versus a sperm donor? Are you better at one over the other? Uh, I would say I'm kind of a shitty accountant. Yeah, that, fair enough. You could you can work for our sperm donor. You could work for our company. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I would say I would say I'm just like you know whatever account. I just do whatever. I mostly just do like bookkeeping and stuff, and you know, a little bit of like some tax stuff. But you know, it's not nothing like special. Like I don't, you know, nothing, nothing fancy. Really, just the boring stuff. So I, I don't take it very seriously. I just kind of, I just kind of just screw around and work whenever I want. So can you, have you ever done like at a, the same time, Kyle? Can you? donate and account simultaneously or do you need to you know keep some sort of wall between those two things yeah i can i oh, yeah, I go. go to europe and well i don't bring my computer with me to europe but sometimes you know if i if i if i brought my computer with me to europe i could or wherever but um yeah typically i just you know do it and then but i mean i guess the only counting i do for sperm donors like i count the number of kids so i guess you know oh, there you go bottom line Bottom line, and you don't need a computer for that. Plus, they have the oddly shaped plugs in Europe, and that just gets confusing. So you're probably yeah, best yeah, served just keeping the, the number ass. in your head. Yeah, pain in the ass to bring that. Our, our uh, so Brad, one of our accountants once brought a computer to Mexico, and that cost us dearly. But as far as I know, he she was not doing any sperm donor donating. Right, there's no donation whatsoever. I yeah, I don't I don't think any of our previous accounts have been in that business. Certainly not at Kyle's level. 
And so uh, we'd be taking a step up in that area for sure. Hey, Kyle, just a side note. You have the same last name of fabulous Freebird, Terry Gordy, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Is there any relation? Um, it's actually not my real name. It's actually, it's a, I have a very interesting story why I chose my fake name as Kyle, as my last name is Gordy. My real name is Kyle, but my last name, Gordy, um, it's very interesting. My dad was a lawyer and he had a dog bite. He was a personal injury attorney. And he had a uh, dog bite case against, I think, Barry Gordy, from what he told me. And um, his client, I think, was Marvin Gaye's, Marvin Gaye's son, was it? it? It's something like that. Like, it was Marvin Gaye's, I don't remember what it was, but essentially, I just thought of it, Gordy would be an interesting name to get. And so I chose it because of that reason. And now that I think about it, I wish I kind of chose my last name as Glory. I thought Glory was a better last name. Probably be but, better fitting. I, I don't think, it, just to be clear, I don't think Terry Bam Bam Gordy's last name was Gordy either. So um, that's it. So have you ever, so so you have, what's the percentage between artificial insemination or, you know, using the old fashioned method of conception? Is there, have you ever broken it down or done the math? Yeah, yeah I roughly maybe about 90% of the time it's in a cup and then the other 10% it's like naturally. Um, usually the women want to do it naturally when they do want to do it, they feel like it's going to be more effective or maybe they don't feel comfortable with, you know, like a syringe having a foreign object inside of them. Um, something like that. Like they want it or they want it to be more like they want to remember how the kid was born. Like they don't want to say, Oh, you were born through a cup they want them to be like oh you were born you know naturally and stuff and, and, and you want to know something crazy just before i forget i had a um you're not going to believe it i had a um playboy playmate contact me wanted me to get her pregnant you do it oh no dude she would have gone on this show right now we just spoke like an hour ago if you wanted to go on um the show earlier i went on the radio show but um there wasn't enough time and i didn't know but we're probably going to have her go on that radio show she said yeah i'll go on it let me know she would have went on this one, but I, I think there wasn't, I, I wasn't sure. I was like thinking about it, but I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if she's going to be able to do it if there's enough time. So I just kind of, kind of just did it myself. But pretty much her name is um, Sophia Deluxe. You can look her up. Um, she's 2019 Playboy Playmate. But we did video call, by the way. So she is, you know, legit and everything. Um, and we're looking at doing IVF. So, yeah, we're going to do IVF and she's a Playboy Playmate. So. Interesting story. Everyone go follow her if you want. Um, Sophia Deluxe, say Kyle Gordy sent, uh, sent you. Well, buddy, there you go. So, I mean, how often in your uh, line of work is your recipient someone who's also in the public eye? Or is it typically, you know, sort of more private folks? Oh, it's definitely private folks. That was just weird. And how do you typically meet your recipients they just contact you via social media or on your website yeah. or yeah usually they'll email me on my website bepregnantnow.com or they'll contact me through my instagram kyle gordy one two three that's usually where most of them um congregate yeah usually yeah. how they get a hold of me so hey brad uh, we should be we should go full disclosure here we have um a little bit a little bit of a different demographic in terms of our audience so, you know, to the extent people want to reach out to, to Kyle um, for his services, we, we encourage you to do so, um, both the live folks and the folks who listen on the podcast. Kyle, we have a lot of listeners in Europe, so it could, uh, it could lead to Jared um, referring people your way. Now, if they fall into the 10%, right, as opposed to the 90%, meaning, you know, the traditional way men and women have conceived, do you have any criteria for that would somehow um, impact your performance? Do you have to talk with them? Does it have to be someone on the level of Sophia Deluxe or would you just offer that as part of your natural services to whomever came along? So Sophia Deluxe, we're going to do IVF. We're not doing anything naturally. So, but no, they, they could just be whatever. You know, I actually did it naturally uh, yesterday with a couple, nice, nice young couple. And so are we talking, does it ever get complicated? Does it ever, do you ever develop feelings for any of your clients slash recipients? 
No, I think some of them kind of got into me a little bit, but it was never, uh, never, never goes anywhere. I think, you know, so, you know, well, I don't know. So the couple yesterday, um, they're going to come back in a few hours, maybe in two hours. They were, they were going to come on right now, but they, um, they're going to go to dinner. They have something um, arranged. So once they come back, we're going to do it again. And uh, pretty much when we did it, we did it naturally. The partner left the room and uh, we did it. It was only like a couple of minutes. Uh, it's so weird because um, there was like, a, I don't know, like, you know how there's like connecting hotel rooms? Like there's a door in between the rooms, like for yeah. family. Like we can get two rooms and then the door. So that's how it was. So you could hear the other people next door. And, and you know, I, I thought it was like the TV at first. And I realized after it was like, oh, dude, it's the neighbors. And they, they could hear us and I could hear them. So it's like there wasn't much privacy. And then I said, why don't you guys just come to my room? Because my their room was not great for this. Not at all. My room's quiet, big, nice, comfy room. And for some reason, my room was cheaper than their room, which was way worse. So um, they paid like $30, like $20 more a night for. There's cost $20 more a night for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because they have two queen beds. But pretty much, um, yeah, like um, we're probably going to do in here today and so uh they both but yesterday it was only her there but this time both of the, her and the partner want to be together like i guess they want to do a threesome or something like a they thruple said. like a thruple yeah. have you heard of a thruple thruple yeah that's actually the term we said yesterday because they're actually want to they're actually open to like what they want to do is they want to be in a polyamorous relationship they want to like find someone they said oh yeah if you get us pregnant like we'd totally be like down for that like polyamorous relationship with you. And yeah, I can Brad, do- we, we've been we've been actually studying thruples, Brad. Um, I think over the past couple of weeks we've had a couple of uh, reports, and then we talked about that city out in California. Um, Brad, thoughts on this? Any any questions and follow up on the thruple thing? I mean, it seems interesting, and it seems like a new way to meet people. Well, it sure does. I I would think a man in your line of work, Kyle, would want to be careful about you know how many thruples you join particularly if they might merge into you know some form of a quintuple then you've got you know you've got real performance issues there and so i would just choose wisely i mean after our research my advice is just with the thruple business or the quadruple or the quintuple you've got to choose wisely and your security needs to be good too right i mean you've got to make sure the security is on point yeah, yeah, no, we're we're, we're gonna um, we're still talking about, it, but pretty much, I, I wouldn't really call it. I don't know if I'd really call it a real polyamorous relationship because they said I can do whatever I want. Like I don't have to change my life at all. So I don't. I believe that, they refer to that as being poly polyamorous. Oh, maybe is okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'm just like confused. But because when I said, "Are you guys gonna like go with others?" and they said, "No, we just wanted like one guy for us," because like I'm like okay. But but the it would be with the wife, because one of them's kind of uh, is a gender fluid uh, sure. you know, person. So it would actually be me being with the wife that the one I was getting pregnant. The, this one uh, it would be more like a friendship or something, um, or or something like that. But um, yeah, I would I would tread carefully there, Kyle. I mean, I obviously you know we just got to know each other. So I'm not trying to give you advice unsolicited, but I, I would, you know, once you get into the polyamorous gender fluid thruple arena, you know, there's a lot of potentially hidden minds in that. Yeah, no, probably. Yeah. I'll probably be careful, but you know, I think, I think it's, it's an interesting thought, but I don't know if it's realistic because they're actually pretty far from me. Cause right now I'm, I live in LA, Santa Monica okay. and it's been a, uh, uh, dude, they live like on their uncle's ranch, I think they said. So they're like in the middle of nowhere. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to go to visit them in the middle of nowhere where I, from my, you know, nice place in Santa Monica, you know, I live yeah. in the, I live right near the beach and everything. You know, I live in a great area. So I'm not going to yeah. go out of my great area to, uh, you know, see them. So if they want to come see me and hang out, do a little family time, you know, that's fine with me. Uh, Sophia Deluxe is definitely wants me to be involved with the kid though. So um, she, um, she uh, is very, uh, she's like, yeah, I really like it that you're going to be involved. And it's funny, she, Sophia, when we were having a call, she said, 
women should be paying you for this because you're like more valuable than a sperm bank because you're willing to be involved in the kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And that's like more valuable. Like, you know, like that's, that's good. And, and Sophia can get pregnant by anybody. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like she could, you know, come on. Sure. You know, anyway. here's, a que- Kyle, here's a question. Are there any um, legal issues that come up with, um, with, the, with the kids' families? Do you have them sign documents or anything to make sure that you're not on the hook for, uh, any type of um, child care payments or any payments like that? Or how does that all work? Well, um, you know, in California, I could I could do something like that, like a contract for the couples. But typically in America and, you know, other places, I won't be able to unless I do it through a licensed clinic. So, so you're more you're more on the down low in terms of the, the legalities. In, in, if you if you yeah. one last question, fascinating to me. The, um, the what you're doing with um, the, the the couple now is there something you have to do? You mentioned Marvin Gaye. Is there something you have to do to get in the mood? Do you put on a a Marvin Gaye record? Is there like cognac or a nice champagne, uh, uh, flowers or any of that? Or you just go right to the chase, cut to the quick? Well, well, the first time we did it, it was like I went to the bathroom and started like watching porn, right? And then the partner left, and so when she left, we just you know, started doing it. And it was only like a few minutes, but like I had to stay inside of her for like 20 minutes until the wife came in because we had to put in this cup inside of her to keep the sperm from flowing out. So, um, yeah, it's like, there was no music, I think a little bit of porn and then went in there and did it. But today they want to do like a full threesome. I, they were used to talk to your wife and they feel comfortable with me and like me and stuff. And they just want to like, they want to like, cause before it was just like strictly like, quick quick and everything like whatever but today i guess they wanted to be more like fun like romantic i guess I, something like that they said they would just they want to like remember it like it to be special or something so i said okay if you want to do that i could do that so um yeah 20 minutes is a long time buddy that's a high risk operation do you have to change positions there or you just try to hold as still as you can Oh, 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 inside of her, you mean? Like, okay, yeah. So I, 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 okay, so I was inside of her for like 20 or so minutes and we were leaning off the bed because you should be vertical when you're done. And this is just for couples in general, you know, just good advice for getting pregnant. You should lean your wife or girlfriend, if you're trying to get pregnant or whatever, off the bed uh, while you stay inside of her in like a tilted position. Um, because because the gravity will you know usually help the sperm a little bit and it's less leakage and then you know when you pull out you want to put in like a, a menstrual cup to stop the sperm from falling out usually and you should also orgasm she orgasmed after we did it she had like a vibrator we put her hips up on the uh the dashboard whatever this thing is called uh the bed spring or the backboard i think the backboard of the bed and then she put her legs up on the top of this and some pillows on their butt, and then she orgasmed, and then she, that's what he did. And so um, now we're going to do it again today, and then I'm probably going to go back tomorrow. But although this other girl contacted me right near her, and she, right near her, another girl just contacted me yesterday, and she wants to get pregnant. And her girlfriend doesn't know, but I don't know if she's legit. I said, hey, can you have a call? Because, you know, you know, you know, I don't know who's a catfish or not. So I say, yeah. if you're not going to call me, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time with you. I'm not going to, I'm just going to go back home. So I told her to get on the call, prove you're legit, and then come over in a few days when you ovulate. She's claiming she's in her 20s and she's rich and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, if you are, then prove it. So I, because I don't want to waste my time. You know, if somebody, you know, you know, is, you know, it could, it seems like it may be a catfish. I don't know, but is there anything you do to warm up, Kyle, or cool down? Uh, I drink a lot of water. That's probably my best. Uh, I, have a, I have a gallon of water with me. Actually, I have a five. You know, it's crazy. I brought a five-gallon bottle. No, five liter. So they don't have five liters here in America. I can't find them. But So I brought my five-liter water bottle with me from America. Look at Celtic Spring. That's from Wales. I brought it all the way from Europe because I brought it on the plane. And then... I filled it back up and then came out here. So I brought it all the, that, that bottle right there was all the way from Europe. Um, so I'm going to get rid of it right now. I'm not going to bring it with me, of course, because I got some new bottles. But usually what I do is whenever I go somewhere, like another place, I bring that water bottle back with me 
um, in case I go out again. So I don't have to go to the store. And then I just fill it up with water. Cause I, I like the, you know, cause I go to the airport a lot and I don't want to have to stop by the store get water. And then, cause I want to stay hydrated and you know, stuff like that. So I get a big bottles and then I bring with me. And then, uh, that's what I do. I'm very, got a, I'm very tactical. I need to be strategic in my hydrating. Yeah. You know, it's odd, Brad. I can't get like a thimble of water on a plane these days. No, but I, you know, as they say, buddy, amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. Kyle has got his logistics lined up. He's got a five liter water bottle. A lot straight of water. Rails. He stays hydrated. He stays loose. These things are important. We don't want anyone. We're not necessarily recommending anyone pursue this on their own unless they are professional like Kyle is. But if you do, there are some basics that you need to make sure you're undertaking. And, and I think Kyle has explained them in uh, inadequate detail. So I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, just just real quick to let our listeners know um, where they can find you. Um, it, it's been great having you on. You've got your website, bepregnantnow.com, Instagram, KyleGordy123. And you've got a GoFundMe that is uh, raised 150 bucks so far the price of conception, anything else you can tell our listeners about where they can learn more about you and your craft? Well, you know, I got my TikTok at KyleGordy123. I got my Twitter and, you know, I got my Facebook, but the best way to really get contact in me and, and if you want to follow my journey is I usually post it usually on Instagram the most at KyleGordy123. And then of course, if you are a couple looking to get pregnant, like you're, you know, let's say you're a married couple and you're struggling to get pregnant and, you know, don't, don't go waste your money at a fertility clinic. And, you know, they always give you this bullshit. They charge you thousand dollars. Just go to my website, bepregnant.com. I have a lot of tips and tricks to get pregnant. You know, what's worked for me, you know, what supplements to take, you know, what things to give up. Like, you know, you give up smoking, you should, you should eat organic, you should give up, um, you know, you know, drinking, whatever, you know, you know, you'll see on my website, you'll see a lot of good stuff there. Okay. Excellent. Well, Kyle, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing more about your journey down the road. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right. Bye. Well, Brad, that was quite a uh, segment, a disclaimer for the studio audience here and those listening at home, a lot of interference in that uh, segment. Video games, what appeared to be some barnyard animals, some angry thruple participants, and uh, a lot of uh, apparently uh, satisfied customers as well, but a lot of uh, interference in the Kyle Gordy segment, which Brad has already gone down as the number two segment in the history of this program, right behind our JFK assassination episode. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. The audio quality was not perhaps what you would expect it to be, but these things happen in a high-risk operation such as Mr. Gordy engages in, and we will take whatever we can get to to have the, the opportunity to interview him and, and just kind of get to the bottom of the operation. But again, uh, you know, Mr. Gordy is driving with one hand on the wheel, and these things happen. And we'll be back to catch up with him somewhere down the road in one way or another, uh, Brad. But uh, first, uh, more about the show. You can learn more about us on our website, ipfrequently.com, and on our Instagram, Twitter, and the uh, InstaFace at IP underscore frequently. Remember, when you uh, get us in the land of podcasts, rate, review, and recommend us to all your friends. And if you have any comments, concerns, questions other than those, Related to conception with Kyle Gordy, you can send them to Brad's attention at ipfrequently.com. Uh, Brad, next we go into our regularly scheduled program. Uh, first, we, we we promised the people that we would keep them on the cutting edge of what's going on in the election of 2022. And we're going to do that. This is a nice segue, Brad, from our uh, little um, uh, interview with uh, Kyle Bam Bam Gordy, uh, <clears throat> although that's not his real name. Um and as you know, Brad, we are not uh, bigots. We do not only focus on U.S. elections. We're focusing on uh, what's going on overseas. Uh, as you know, Neil Parrish is a revered member of parliament in Great Britain. He's a Tory, Brad. He's a Tory. Uh, would have supported Margaret Thatcher if he um, uh, were around then. Um, unfortunately, Neil is leaving uh, parliament. He has uh, announced that he will resign uh, after violating the rules of parliament by accidentally, quote unquote, uh, opening an X-rated video on the floor on his cell phone, 
um, while the House of Commons was in uh, session and uh, looking at that uh, pornography, Brad, uh, when he said he was actually, quote, looking for tractors, end quote. So Neil Parrish is out. He said he will resign. He's received death threats. Also, some kudos and congratulations from the uh, Kyle Gordy uh, crowd. But he's insistent, Brad, that when he clicked on that link in his phone, he thought he was looking at uh, tractors and not triple uh, X rated pornography. Thoughts? Well, but it happens all the time. I mean, you, you, you pay your money, it takes your chances when you go looking for farm equipment. I mean, nearly anything could pop up on your phone. I mean, some, I'm sure the constituents of Mr. Parrish might ask why he was looking up farm equipment while on the floor of parliament instead of actually representing his constituency. But that's either here nor there. The real matter is, and, and what is important to our audience and small business owners everywhere, are the dangers of putting the word tractor into your phone and then willy-nilly clicking on whatever might come up. No, and I, and I think the, uh, the, the uh, final nail in the coffin, Brad, was when he logged out of the tractor website and then a few minutes later logged back in to the same tractor website on the floor while waiting to vote. Now, in his defense, he was waiting for a vote that was overdue, um, but uh, I think that second time probably did him in. Yeah, I mean, you know what they say, my friend. I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I think probably the second visit to the tractor website uh, probably should have raised some eyebrows there on the floor. But, you know, in fairness, pal, neither you nor I have ever had to wait to make a parliamentary vote. Maybe it's just excruciating and tractor viewing is the only way to get through it. I don't know. Next, Brad, your friend and mine, Mike Liddell, the CEO of MyPillow. You and I both are uh, users of his pillow, although you have to activate it again. You have to, if you buy a MyPillow, it's no good to you until you put it in the dryer and run the dryer in your home for what I think is about 48 hours. Uh, and then it's activated, then you can use it, right? But if you use it without activating it, it's no good. Mike Lindell was allowed back on Twitter after the whole Elon Musk um, uh, proposal to buy Twitter was accepted. And uh, within one hour, uh, he was banned again for um, violating the platform's guidelines. And so uh, Mike Lindell was, was there, Brad. He was back. He was better than ever. And uh, now he is out again. Um, but fortunately, you and I still have our pillows. Yeah, mine's still in the dryer. I, I, I've decided that I'm going to activate it for a month just to see if I can, you know, maybe get it to be the ultimate sleeping experience. But I was sorry to hear that uh, Mr. Lindell was unable to you know, stay on Twitter. Uh, next, Brad, also in the category of electioneering in 2022, Donald Trump back on the campaign trail, obviously having uh, a lot of campaign stops, confusing candidates in uh, uh, Ohio as candidates in Pennsylvania, which again happens all the time. It's the Rust Belt. Um, but uh, he went into Nebraska, to the belly of the beast, very Republican state. And as you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the great Charlie Herbster running for governor. Uh, I think when we talked last, he was accused of sexually assaulting seven women. It is now up to eight. Um, and he uh, um, apparently groped even a state senator on the floor of the Nebraska uh, legislature and um, is accused of. And he's also accused of groping uh, an additional eight women. And there are more potentially to come. Usually in these cases, when you have more than six, you know, there's, there's, there's fire there. It's not just smoke. But uh, former President Trump didn't let that stop him. He actually attended a rally on behalf of uh, um Charlie Herbster in uh, Nebraska as part of this gubernatorial primary on the Republican side. And he said, quote, he is he's been maligned. He's been badly maligned. It's a shame. That's why I come out here to defend good people. Um, he is the most the most innocent human at this rally. And so, Brad, uh, it seems like uh, we're going to get a good uh, uh, indication as to whether or not the coattails of one uh, President Trump uh, mean anything if he can drag this uh, um, multiple, um, he's been accused multiple times of uh, groping women over the uh, finish line in the, in the primary. Um, but uh, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, President Trump is taking a page out of Joe Biden's uh, playbook? You know, I, I got a lot of questions here, but so if Trump is 
correct that did you say his name is Huckster? Herbster? He if might Herb, be a Huckster, but it's Herbster, Charles Herbster. Herbster, Herbster the Huckster. If if he is the most innocent human being at the rally, then that would mean that everyone at the rally, to include the Secret Service agents around Trump, etc., had groped more than eight women. Now that seems statistically unlikely, but I don't know how many people were at the rally. I mean, if it was a rally of like six, I guess that's possible, depending on where you draw your demographic. Now, but that seems unlikely. He's groped women. We've been accused of groping women, putting his hands up the skirt of a Nebraska state senator on the floor of the Nebraska House. Just for a second here, can I run something by you? I mean, you're a reasonable, rational guy. You're a married man. You have three children. You run a successful small business, etc. I've spent the last twenty minutes talking to a uh, <laughs> personal sperm donor. Yeah, twenty yes, minutes talking to uh, Kyle Gordy. <laughs> and uh, buddy, I, again, I, I don't want to come across as naive. I, I, I'm not. I've been around the world. I, I'm not trying to pretend to be something I'm not. How do you sit on the floor of any legislature anywhere in the world? Quite frankly, I will extend this to anywhere in the world and say to yourself. I am going to put my hand up the skirt of this person next to me, and that will not only be okay, but appreciated. The, the British system is looking better and better, Brad, and even though they're looking at pornography on the floor of the House of Commons, um, you know, that, that is much more plausible that he was looking at tractors than this guy was not touching any of these eight well, buddy, I mean, if my choice is between a guy who has groped eight women or some poor bastard who likes tractor porn and can't keep away from it, I vote B. Bring Neil Parrish to the United States, make him the governor Hello. of Nebraska, give him all the tractor websites he needs in his off time, and let him run the state. If he promises not to grope anybody, we're better off. Plus, everything that gets said in a British accent is funny. And so people will want to listen to his speeches. Well, Brad, back to 2022. Uh, finally, we've got the big uh, house race in Oklahoma, really a sister state to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> John Bennett is running for the Republican nomination for the U.S. Congress. Um, <clears throat> he has taken some pretty um, unique positions. No one has found his hand up the skirt of a state senator, male or female, he or she. Um, but he has said that the 2020 election was stolen and uh, that bureaucrats need to be declared war upon, um, the, especially those like Fauci who have forced vaccine mandates on all of us. He has said, and I quote, and by the way, we should try Anthony Fauci and put him in front of a firing squad after he's convicted. And then he said, quote, and for the Secret Service, if they're listening um, in a hushed voice, I'm not advocating we kill Anthony Fauci yet, not until he's convicted of his crimes through a court of law. So there it is. And, and again, this seems like um, a well-reasoned approach, given what we know about Anthony Fauci. I, I, I can't. These people are openly and notoriously running for public office. I mean, I, what, what are you supposed to do in this country anymore? I mean, if you're in Nebraska, you're screwed. If you're in Oklahoma, you're screwed. If you're in Pennsylvania, you're screwed. If you're in California, you're screwed. If you're in Oregon, you're screwed. If you're in Washington, you're screwed. I don't have enough breath to go through all 50 states, but I'm sure I could get there if I just looked at the folks running for office. And if we're going to, I don't know that there's much we can do here, but we can certainly square this gentleman away on one aspect. Anthony Fauci does not have Secret Service protection. Uh, Brad, finally, uh, very rarely do you and I get to revisit a topic on barter ban. Typically, we bar it, we ban it, or we don't, and we move on. But you'll remember last year, um, I think early in the year during the pandemic, we visited the life of one uh, Jean Schulman uh, in Hamburg, Germany. And this is where the German part comes ah, in. Ah, here we go, yes. And of course, he's a live streamer, and he uh, is a man that has his own home-cooked remedies to uh, cure all the, all of the ills in society. And you remember that uh, Jan used to drink uh, his own urine uh, to um, really get him through the day. And you and I both barred it or banned it. I'm not exactly sure. Um, he claimed that drinking his own urine could ward off 
uh, illnesses. He also rubbed it into his skin. You remember for mm-hmm. a good fresh glow. Uh, you and I both barred it or banned it, but now Brad cometh a vegan person from England, an Englishman, Harry Matadin, who uh, claims that he too uh, drinks his own urine daily. He actually collects it. Um, it has cured him, Brad, of his depression, and he says it's made him look 10 years younger. Matadin uh, said he used to suffer from severe social anxiety and depression, uh, and then he began this urine therapy that Jan Schuberg has also advocated. He said, quote, it was uh, beyond my wildest imagination how powerful uh, urine was when I drank it. From the moment I drank the urine, it woke up my brain and removed my depression. I felt a new uh, sense of peace, calm, and determination. Again, Brad, this is barter band, whether or not you should drink your own urine. Matadine reportedly guzzles 200 milliliters of his own urine uh, daily, I think using a similar bucket to the one that Kyle Gordy had. Um, He always uh, takes month-old urine. Now, this may be the trick, and maybe this changes our mind. He'll take month-old urine that he's saved, and he'll top it off with a splash of his fresh pee. Um, Now, listen, listen, this is a – keep in mind, this is a holistic – Now, is there a um, trademark here, or are we treading on his intellectual property, or is this in the public domain, this – you first you use the old pee and then you add a splash of new pee. I think this is some sort of a business practice, Brad, that has gone, okay. uh, uh, you know, sort of taken to the next level. And uh, he also says that uh, you know, drinking aged urine has revitalized my face to uh, its youthful years. And when I rub it on my face, the difference is instant, is instant and obvious. My skin is young and soft and glowing. Aged urine is the best food for the skin that I have found to date. Uh, it looks like we are warranted in revisiting this. Maybe we were both wrong. Um, this uh, Harry Matadine seems to have it all. Thoughts on this, Brad? Would you bar or ban it, or have you changed your mind and you're going to embrace drinking your own human waste? I mean, first and foremost, I am happy for Mr. Matadine that he has found peace and calm and determination that he's rectifying his department. All that is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, But can you imagine what he smells like. Okay. He rubs pee on his face. Another point that occurs to me is I'm not sure he's truly vegan. If he drinks his own pee, I'm not sure about the rules of veganity. So, so just to be clear, you're not changing your vote or you are. I'm going to, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't recall exactly how I voted in the, in the previous instance of this topic. I am now this this has to stop. Yeah, and I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna concur with that, Brad. And I'm also gonna remind people. Uh, I'm reading this from the legal department here at the Cable Radio Network. Urine therapy has not been scientifically proven to have any health benefits whatsoever, with doctors warning against this method. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Brad. And uh, it looks like we've reached the end of another lovely episode. But it's, as always, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. I look forward to the next time we can talk to Mr. Gordy, and we'll see you right back here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently, once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.